I'm Matt Dixon, and welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. The mission of Purple Patch is to empower and educate every human being to reach their athletic potential. Through the lens of athletic potential, you reach your human potential. The purpose of this podcast is to help time-starved people everywhere integrate sport into life. And welcome to the Purple Patch Podcast. As ever, your host, Matt Dixon. And guys, I am the recovery coach. And so today we will discuss recovery. More so, stepping away, allowing space from your work, projects and sport to facilitate mental and physical rejuvenation, the ultimate accelerant to find your excellence. Taking a break. Why is it so important? How to implement it? Some key aspects to getting it right so that you can find performance and not simply just sliding into laziness. I'm even going to tell you a couple of stories, so a little bit of Jack Norrie for my English listeners, all coming up in today's Meat and Potatoes. But first, who the bleeding heck are you? Well, perhaps without irony, following the final of the European Championships, me, an English guy, talking about a purple patch athlete, Giovanni Carriere, Italiano. Giovanni, long-time purple patch athlete, first triathlon in 2015. Just a couple of weeks ago, did his fourth ever full distance race. And it was challenging. It was very challenging. And just two weeks prior to this, he leapt forth and did what we call the Dirty Dixon Double. He raced the 70.3 Outlaw on the 20th of June and then Ironman UK, a great but wonderfully challenging course up in Bolton on the 4th of July. And so it was his first ever double and he learned some valuable lessons from the recent Dirty Double podcast that we did and he and his coach, Purple Patch coach Sean Garrick, applied those lessons. Now, the key thing for Giovanni was that the last 12 months, yeah, those last 12 months, he's managed to establish his best, longest, injury-free period of training. It has been all about consistency. And both Coach Sean, as well as Giovanni, were very excited for the race ahead. There were challenges. The weather, cold, rain, hail, flooding, winds, just a typical lovely summer's day in Bolton. It was his first time that he'd ever gone back to back just two weeks apart with races. And in that race two weeks prior, he'd had a really disappointing swim. And so he adjusted, Coach Sean, nice supple swim, just a little higher turnover, but not actually looking to swim fast in the Ironman. And then early on the bike course, quote, everyone, was riding strong. It felt like he was standing still as Giovanni was being passed by so many riders. They're pretty good over there in England, G-Man. What he did, he stuck to his plan. No planic, stick to the plan. And think about this, manage the terrain. Stay on your fueling schedule and don't shift. Instead, apply manage the terrain, manage the terrain. So much of what we had done via our live video bike classes with Purple Patch. Well, here we go and off we go. As we went into the marathon, a really tough hilly marathon, he realized, hang on, 
I'm actually in a pretty good place. And so his emotion wanted him to pick up the pace, but he calmed down and executed the plan. Thanks, Sean. The key as he went through, staying on fueling, walking through the aid station, so much of what we have talked about and the outcome for Giovanni, his best swim ever relative to the field, an overall bike power that was perhaps lower than anticipated, and yet he was the seventh fastest in his age group, and he rode and managed the terrain so well, exactly what we talk about. His speed yield was great, and he finished with the fourth fastest age group, one out of 165 athletes. The final result, fifth in his age group, a huge breakthrough, and of course, the Kona qualification. This race was all about execution and the mantra that was stapled to Giovanni's heart, logic over emotion. It's a long, long training day. And these last four years have been about patient development and a partnership between his coach, Sean, and he as the athlete to go and build the best Ironman possible. It is an icon of Purple Patch, a story of wonderful personal achievement and pragmatism within his very, very busy, time-starved life. G-Man, well done, Captain. We're proud of you. And now, guys, it's time for a squatty update. All right, a pretty beefy one for this week's squatty update, but I think it's worth sharing. 2021, so far, it has been a banner year so far, we can safely say that we have had the best initial half a year of performances across all levels in our 15 plus year history of Purple Patch. We've had more first timers, more qualifiers, more age group wins, and more sharing of the joys of performance yield from smart and consistent work. And I believe that these results that we've achieved so far have emerged out of the really diligent work that we did throughout the challenge of the last year of the pandemic. We use sport as a rock of stability and a source of, well, filling our souls. In addition, I'm really proud of the athletes that went and worked on the areas of their performance that maybe they might exclude sometimes because of the pressure of looming races. Establishing the right mindset and the relationship with the sport when things were really tough enabled us all as athletes to return to racing with a little feeling of celebration, gratitude. And that has released massive performances. So bravo, bully for us. And I hope bully for you too, if you've been following along with the show. But this week in a broad team discussion, we reviewed our squad program. That's our major squad coaching program that we have via Purple Patch. And we were looking in, in, in the lens of looking to improve and evolve. We wanted to understand why have our results been so promising? What we began with the obvious. Yes, it's real training that integrates into life and works within the limits of a time-starved life. So yes, the training, oh, bully for me, actually works. That's incredible. Great. We also have a platform of great ongoing education, but there were three things that we came up with that are, let's call it our special source, the little X factor components that I'm not even sure many of our own athletes really deeply appreciate. So I thought I would share them here today. The first were the applied lessons that so many of our athletes have got via video. We coach athletes globally, 
And our live and video on demand coaching really began in the midst of the pandemic. And it was a little bit of a crazy experiment. And it has since evolved to be the backbone of all of our training, one-to-one athletes all the way through the squad program. And it's more than just, oh, good training sessions. These sessions have actually helped the athletes with the proper execution of the training session, just as you would expect if you had me or another coach side by side with you in person. And in addition, they've really equipped the athletes to apply the lessons of their training to their outdoor training and racing. And the end result has been connected athletes worldwide utilizing great video coaching, but the result has been smarter and of course, stronger athletes. It's almost as if they are being coached in person on a daily basis. And we think that has been huge. The second component that we came up with is the amplification of our strength training component. One of the pillars of the Purple Patch methodology, of course. But one of the common mistakes of athletes is to commit to strength in their off-season, but then neglect it as the races creep up. The reason this happens is quite often coaches and athletes don't really know what to do. What do we do with strength when endurance really amplifies and we start to turn our lens towards race performance? And the byproduct is it gets neglected. It's directionless. The gains that have been made from the hard work earlier in the year just evaporate. And so as one of the Purple Patch Pillars, we wanted to fix this mindset. So we doubled down on the quality, accessibility, and the easy integration of strength training. All video-based, not time-dominant, and very easy to execute anywhere. We didn't want athletes to have to go to the gym and take up a whole bunch of their training opportunity doing strength. And so the outcome for that has been our athletes do strength training. And in addition to that, the strength training is suitable to foster endurance race performance. And I can't overstate how critical that statement is because it's so, so rare in endurance coaching. So we believe it's been massive. And the final component I wanted to highlight, not to preach too much, ladies and gentlemen, but is the power of community. And this last one is simple, and it comes less from us, more from our athletes. The last year has seen a massive uptick in engagement and togetherness among the Purple Patch community. We folks support each other when things go wrong, as well as, of course, celebrating each other's success. And so it's no surprise that we're taking more folks to the world championships than ever before. And while each and every one of these athletes is hoping for a great personal performance, do you know what the most common question we get from these athletes? When's the pre-race meetup? Where are we going for post-race cheers and beers? And that is the tone of the community. Support, celebrate togetherness. And it becomes so much more powerful when you are a part of something. And those athletes that have leaned in that have taken on the power of community and accountability that comes with it, those are the athletes that have accelerated. And so as you go on your performance journey, seek real coaching, whether it's video or in person, never forget the role of strength training because it's a catalyst to accelerate your performance efforts in your endurance components. And most importantly, you don't have to do it alone. Be part of something. 
whether it's with Purple Patch or not. I hope that helps your perspective. And as ever, we're here. If it sounds like you, then I promise you, you won't regret becoming a part of the team. Head to purplepatchfitness.com or, of course, we're always available for a conversation. Info at purplepatchfitness.com. Let them know that you heard it on this show and we will go from there. All right. Sermon over, folks. Shall we dance a little? Shall we energize? Let's get out of the seat. Come on, pull over to the side of the road if you're listening in the car. Give Barry his Freddie Mercury moment because it is Word of the Week. We like the way he thinks, serious with the way. Let's open the book. It's time to take a peek. It's the Dictionary Word of the Week. Yes, guys, the Word of the Week is butterflies. This is a simple one, but it's a really important one for all of you folks getting ready for a big race, for those of you prepping for a major presentation, for students emerging to head out for their first job interview, and for the stand-up comedian who's priming for his very first live audience. Let me tell you something, butterflies are normal. In fact, we might say they are essential helpful even. When the body has a really big challenge ahead of it, whether it's competition, presentation, or the pressure to be funny, it starts to ready itself. No different than a gladiator. And these feelings are not a sign of your weakness. They're not a sign of impending failure. They're not negative. They don't need to be tried to be willed away because they ain't going anywhere anyway. These feelings are simple signs that your body is priming itself. It is getting ready for action. And so if you want to perform, interact with those feelings. Make decisions on where to place your focus because there's no need to take these feelings personally and don't identify them as a source of weakness. They are a sign that you care. Butterflies are synonymous with high performance. And so when you free the mind from trying to will the sensations away, it opens up the opportunity to place the focus on things that foster actual really good performance, the things that you can control, your actions, a focus on the process of your big event instead of the outcome or even what ifs, what ifs. But guess what? One more thing in all of these things that we've mentioned, when in the race, or up on stage, or facing your interview, or delivering a presentation, you can do something else. Work it out. Yes, work it out. Because I promise you, your race show presentation, it is not going to go perfectly. You are likely going to make some mistakes, but you have scope to work it out. Because high performance is as much overcoming obstacles as it is hitting the perfect note. Now, of course, this isn't quite so easy in comedy if you're just not that funny, but I'm not really sure I can help with that, to be honest. But folks, embrace the butterflies. Realize they are a sign of performance potential and your readiness. And then go get them. You ain't got nothing to lose butterflies our word of the week and with that barry the dancing is over 
off stage, there will not be an encore because it's time for the meat and potatoes. Yes, folks, the meat and potatoes, and it's all about laziness today. Not quite, but the path to your personal excellence is paved in consistent hard work, bold and double underlined. The path to your personal excellence is paved by consistent hard work. There is no easy way to deliver yourself to highest performance in life, in sport, in anything. Greatness and high performance is not something achieved by accident, and it never has been. It never will be. There is no getting away from the simple fact that your long-term success is bathed in quite a bit of elbow grease. But for real, true, lasting success, your hard graft must be applied with intelligence, pragmatism, and the ability to hold consistent perspective over the long term. To highlight what I mean, let me go back in time a little bit. And I want to tell you a funny little story or vignette from the early days of Purple Patch. When I first began coaching elite athletes, I did so with an approach that could only be called at the time against the grain. It was very different from the methods that were commonly utilized. And the reason was that I felt that underperformance was the dominant feature for far too many athletes at that time. And I felt that the reason for this was generally a global accumulation of too much stress. Now, this stress came from too much hard work without supporting positive habits, not enough recovery, not enough high-quality nutritional habits. And so fit and fatigued was the common outcome of this performance approach, and that wasn't one that delivers excellence. And so seeing really positive results in our own methods, I began to share my belief via various articles that I wrote at the time. It was also early in the years of social media and newsletters and even, remember this, blogging. It was polarizing. And at that time, a label got stuck to me. He's the recovery coach. And that label is one that I've actually lent into since then. And I still do now. But at that time, it wasn't given to me as a badge of honor. The same folks that labeled me the recovery coach were the ones calling me a quack, a merchant of quick fixes, the type of coach who belongs in an infomercial promising seven-minute abs. And I, of course, smiled at the label. But I was internally frustrated by a lack of understanding of the messaging. I wasn't promising a less is more blanket approach. I wasn't undervaluing hard work, and I didn't promise some quack breakthrough on the performance journey. I was simply stating, quite rightly, I might add, as history has shown, that performance only arises when your hard work is supported by downtime, rejuvenation, and really positive habits to promote health and systemic vibrancy. Performance doesn't bubble up from fatigue. An elite athlete must be fresh and fit, and hence our tagline that we gave for athletes, arrive fit and fresh. And so today, athlete, mum, executive, whatever, what we're going to do is focus on the recovery side of things, rejuvenation. 
And I'm not talking just about physical rest, but the mental and physiological benefit of stepping away, taking a break, or as we say to our athletes, to physically and mentally turn your back on the sport. Now, without doubt, this is one of the toughest things to do for any high achiever. But equally, without doubt, it is the number one thing that the best across all disciplines that I've ever worked with do very, very well. Today is about stepping away. And so let's do it. Let's begin with a statement to frame the whole conversation. Something to stick to the bones, as you might say. I often get asked, what are the key elements that you always see in the approaches of the most successful athletes? It's a good one, that. Something that we've reviewed and tracked as a team. Who, across all levels, are the ones that nail their personal performance? Not just those that win races or qualify for events, but the ones of no matter where they start their performance journey, they meet or excel in their expectations. And there are consistently two patterns that emerge. The first is the athlete that execute a structured and focused phase of postseason, as we call it. So in other words, not going all random once the season has finished. And so many athletes do this. Instead, the most successful find the balance of not training too hard, but ensuring that they have some structure and they can work on stuff that is actually going to set them up to yield great performance when they turn back on the really, really challenging training. And this is really ironic, a critical element of doing the right thing at the right load and the right intensity far, far away from the event. That's the thing that is always present to the athletes that yield great performance. And I would align it with a little bit like building a foundation to a house. It ain't sexy, it's unseen, but it's critical. So that's point number one. That's what great athletes do. Point number two is what we discussed today. On this long performance journey, the athletes that have the courage to step away, rejuvenate, and take a smart mid-season break are the ones that always shine at the business end of it all. A break, stepping away, providing the mind and body space. That's the word. It's powerful and important. Space. And so, let me give you an example of this to frame it that might resonate with some listeners. Let's go back to new parents, particularly mothers, but mothers and fathers. And let's go back to the first year of your first newborn. You can triple this effect, by the way, if you have twins. It ain't two X, it's three or four X. But let's imagine that you have a welcome introduction of a wonderful young boy. Percy is his name, your newborn. We all know that the first year can be nothing short of some kind of survival. You're learning on the job, you've got massive sleep deprivation, and you're trying to keep all the other aspects of your life progressing at the same time. Few folks I have worked with or spoken to will remember these initial months or even the first year or two as sparkling high performance for the whole family. It is one of the toughest 
parts and it is relentless. There is no opportunity to regroup, recharge, re-energize. It accumulates, it builds. And I'm sure as a parent, you can remember these months. Now we get through it and things improve, but it is tough. All right, so I want you to think about that time, relentless. And I wanna be clear, I'm not equating running a business or training for an athletic event to the maternal journey by any means, it isn't. But it does help paint a picture of fatigue for so many of us. And so let's take Jonathan, a young and highly ambitious entrepreneur. Jonathan starts his own business and like anyone would be, is highly committed. He spent time planning and visualizing his mission and purpose of his business. He built a small team and collectively they got charging. They are inspired by what they were building with all of the potential upside as well. Now equally, Jonathan and his team had a vision of what it takes to be successful as an entrepreneur. Stories of 24-7 work, sleeping under desks, driving it to success. And all of these elements are true. It is really freaking hard work, really hard. And it does take massive commitment. It is in many ways relentless. But an entrepreneur doesn't exist in a happy balance and harmony that you expect of doing a nice tidy 35 to 40 hours of work a week. It is a commitment and a priority. But, and there is a but, something that I explained to Jonathan, a lack of sleep isn't a badge of honor or a predictor of success. It's a marker of performance stupidity. And months into his journey, Jonathan found himself in a cul-de-sac working really hard, but equally really tired. And it was at this point that he had his first, what you could label first major obstacle that appeared in the business, the first adversity and a challenge that required some really strategic decision-making. He needed perspective, but like many small business owners, Jonathan was so immersed in the doing, he couldn't get out of the weeds. He couldn't gain perspective. So what Jonathan did is, what you would expect, the best that he could. And in this fatigue, he made the best decisions, went back to work, and he and the company moved on. And those patterns started to repeat and repeat. And over these months and into the next couple of years, more big decisions were made in the midst of the grind, the demands of the day-to-day. And the business slowly was becoming a monkey on his back. He was still, as the team was, committed and grinding. But likely, And he knew this, not as effective as he could be. He asked for help. And after a few discussions, I gave him one simple piece of advice. Go on holiday. Step away. Now, what followed in response was the normal response. We just did go on holiday. We were in Tahoe for four days over the last national holiday. And at Thanksgiving, we went to Mexico for five days. So my follow-up question How much work did you do when you were there in those places? You can imagine the response. What Jonathan really did was transplant his work to a different environment and carry on. He wasn't effective at disengaging or restoring emotional and physical energy. He didn't have breaks. He just went places. Now, this is where the story gets juicy because Jonathan took a bold step 
he chose a serious shift in mindset. He honestly couldn't trust himself to do what I requested, take a real holiday. So he chose to go on a rafting trip down the Colorado River, six days. The beauty of this was there was zero connectivity possible, no phone, no Wi-Fi or more. He was forced into removal. He had no choice. He was in the wilderness. And for a short period, he was disconnected. But even better, and this is where he's smart, he did something special for himself. When he was disconnected, he didn't use the vacation as a planning session. He just removed himself. Six days. And then on return, and here's the real genius, he let the team know that he was actually gone for the seventh and eighth day. And outside of his business partner, no one else knew. And the two of them used these two days as a major planning and vision session. He reconnected with the mission, the purpose, and where the company needed to go. And he and his partner looked at the team, the organization, and where they were applying their efforts. And he got to do this with fresh eyes, in a rested state, with renewed vigor and excitement. And it felt like the initial weeks, those couple of years prior, when they were starting the company. The same leader, the same passion, but restored with a space to gain perspective. Now, Jonathan looks back several years later and identifies this early action as the most important action that he actually ever took. And he encourages the whole of the executive team to do this periodically. He integrates it into his year every time. And the key point of this is that it's almost impossible to maintain high performance without equally deep restoration, without removing the quest from the body and the mind periodically, not always in the form of a rafting trip down the Colorado River, but time and days set aside where you're not trying to move forward in your performance journey, that is the catalyst. And it spreads across life, work, or sport. Sometimes moving forward is accelerated by stepping away. So what does this mean for athletes? Well, let's highlight a really courageous and effective part for a high-performance athlete. I could use Sam Appleton Purple Patch Pro as a prime example. Now, Sam has a rich history of Ironman 70.3 results. He's won more than 15 Ironman 70.3s at the pro level, multiple times consistently been in the top 10 of the world championships. And what Sam is known for is always having a great capacity of, quote, showing up, hitting big performances at the big events. So how does he do that? How does he arrive prime for best performances when it really counts? Well, he trains hard, really hard. He also has a proper postseason with lots of preparatory work working on his weaknesses. And he builds the physiology with some really, really hard efforts and challenging phases of work. He has plenty of early season races where he seeks to shine and perform, but then he takes a break. It is a break for mental and physical rejuvenation, 10 to 14 days of very, very low stress, but most importantly, low structure. Now, as you'll hear later in the show, this isn't about Sam turning into a sloth. He ain't going clubbing. Instead, he eats well, he sleeps well, he maintains exercise just like a normal, healthy person would do, but not like an elite athlete. 
So he removes all metrics, all training structure. He gets to go and play with the primary focus being away from sponsors, season planning, hard training and more. What we like to say is turning his back on sport. But as this is mid-season, it isn't about staying up all night. It isn't cream cakes and ice cream. It's programmed, intelligent restoration to heal hormonally, muscular tissue, mental engagement. And from this break, we then give three to five days of really smooth training rhythm, mostly endurance in nature. We do a few building efforts across each of the disciplines, and then we put an X in the calendar. And whether it's seven weeks or nine weeks or 11 weeks out of a major championship, we want that X in calendar to mark the place where he's healthy, excited, and vibrant in training. No deep fitness gains have lost, but instead he's refreshed. And then he is ready across all aspects to make the critical build that's really challenging into the event really effective. It sounds ever so simple, doesn't it? But it isn't easy. It takes pragmatism. It takes courage to hold back and a deep commitment to the bigger picture. And all around, Sam sees his peers charging while he is restoring. But I believe if there is a secret, then this is a major part of that secret to success. It's easy to integrate and absolutely critical for the bigger picture. You see how Sam's situation and his approach to elite high-performance athletics is really similar to the journey of Jonathan as an entrepreneur. So I hope that this perspective helps. But let me just finish with a little guide. Now, I'm going to go a little dangerous here and combine life performance with sport performance. So I invite you to ignore some of these that don't necessarily apply to your situation. But here is the quick Dixon hit list of the value of a break, all adaptable to your own situation. The first question is, how long? What's the duration? Well, let me tell you, a day don't cut it, folks. I think the real value arrives after at least three to five days, but I would prefer seven to 10 days of deep rejuvenation, mental and physical. For athletes, the question is, number two, when? The answer to that is somewhere in the middle of your season, following one or two of the early to mid-season races that are probably important races, but then you can integrate seven to 14 days far away from your key races. So it wants to be at least seven weeks and up to 14 weeks away from your key A race, if you want to call it that, towards the end of the season. That's the time that you get a break. What's the action? The action is that you turn your back on your quest. As I said earlier, space is the word. You need to create space to rejuvenate and restore. So for athletes, this isn't about hard training, but without a power meter. And equally, it isn't, I'm just going to do 75% of my normal training program. You need to go free, turn your back on the sport. And for others, it isn't a company retreat where you're going to go and do team planning for the weekend. 
that isn't restoration. These can be highly valuable, but that's not what I'm talking about here. It is a minimal or hopefully zero connection to work or the project at hand. As much as you can integrate it, it's going to help you. Now, let's talk about health number four. I highly encourage you, because this is mid-season and we're talking about restoration, I highly encourage you to retain as a part of your program all of the health and recovery-promoting habits. And so I can feel right now across the pond all of my English listeners salivating Whoa, we're off the Magaluf. We're going to the clubs in a beefer. Here we go. No, that might sound like fun, but that isn't the quest here. Sleep, nutrition, space, and a little bit of fun. You want to get the balance right of removing the structure, but restoration of health. And number five is courage. Resist the panic button. You don't need to hit it. It will be normal for you in this time to feel like you're missing things. You're regressing athletically, almost off track of the mission. Oh, my goodness me, I've done so much, and my ambition is lit by this quest, and I'm off track. But I promise you, it will come good. I have never, let me say this, I have never met anyone who successfully takes these breaks without lauding their positive impact for the months following. The most common thing I hear is I will never go back to a year without doing that again. And the final point, my little bonus point, is this, gratitude. Because if you're listening to this and you're in a position to create space and take a break like I'm promoting here, let's face it. You're one of the lucky ones who perhaps through, yes, your own hard work and commitment actually has the luxury to step away. And I am well aware in this advice that I'm advising this while it's going to be impossible for someone who's working, hitting 10 hour shifts in a sheet metal factory. For that, that's awful. And so a little gratitude on your position if you are lucky enough to integrate this into your life. And when you return, folks, to your training, your work, your life, following these restorative breaks, I want you to think about one other thing. The quest is for you not to just go back to your old ways. Go back with your eyes wide open with a quest to evolve elements that are going to help you drive performance to your success, whatever your mission. Return with a greater commitment than ever before, with a quest of high effectiveness. And you will always, I promise you, always shine long term. And so with that, stay healthy, look after yourself. Until next time, take care. Hey guys, this is Matt. Thanks so much for listening. This has been the Purple Patch Podcast. And if you like what you hear, we'd really appreciate it if we share with your friends and really go the extra mile. Head over to Apple Podcasts or your favorite platform to follow, rate, and review the show. Your support and reviews go a long way to increasing our visibility and, of course, the exposure to time-starved people everywhere who want to integrate sport into life and ultimately thrive. 
just like me and you. Don't forget, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Links to the episode resources and all of our programs can be found at purplepatchfitness.com. Thanks much for listening. Take care.